Esteemed leader, Caleb Bopan, brothers and sisters, comrades and friends, I bring you the fraternal greetings of the Workers' Party of Britain and commend you on your fortitude and perseverance in going ahead in these extraordinary circumstances with your important conference in Austin, Texas. I have myself spoken there uh, 20 years ago about the then sanctions regime that was killing Iraqi children, one every seven minutes before they were old enough even to know that they were Iraqis. I'm not sure when I'll be able to return to Austin, to Texas, to the United States, but it is an honor to be with you on this auspicious occasion. I wish you a peaceful and productive conference. The Center for Political Innovation and its leader, Caleb Mopan, have been lighting the path for patriotic Americans to find a way forward from the grimness of the neoliberal orthodoxy. The great English man of letters, Dr. Johnson, once said, there is no dictatorship so grim as the dictatorship of the prevailing orthodoxy. The prevailing, orthodox, oxid, ox, the prevailing orthodoxy today is neoliberalism and war, uh, two sides of the same coin, two cheeks of the same ass. They cannot be separated. One ineluctably belongs with the other. And the working people of America as the working people of Britain know very well just where this path of neoliberalism and war leads. We've been in this movie before. I was in Texas talking about the war, economic war on Iraq. It very soon led to the hottest possible war. By day 14 of the Anglo-American invasion of Iraq, Hundreds of thousands of people lay dead, almost all of them civilians. Remorseless bombardment with the world's most fearsome weapons laid waste at the cities and towns and villages of Iraq, which was by then almost defenseless. The situation we find ourselves in today is that the extreme crisis, the extraordinary crisis of American and Western capitalism is seeking ways out at the expense of poor people in other parts of the globe. As I address you, British and American weapons are raining down on the defenseless people of Yemen. And in fact, British and American officers are in the command and control centers that are guiding the aeroplanes of the Saudi and Emirati air forces in to drop and fire their weapons that were sold to them by Britain and the United States. But of course, the world cares little for the moment of the agony, the calvary of the people of poor Yemen, as it cares little for the crucifixion of the Palestinian people on a daily basis in Jerusalem, in the West Bank, and most of all in the Gaza Strip, where two million people 
are held prisoner and are shot at like fish in a barrel by, again, weapons supplied, this case, by the United States, a state of Israeli occupation made possible only by the apparently endless subventions of American taxpayers' dollars uh, to the occupying force. But the world is looking elsewhere. It is looking at the agony of the Ukraine. But the agony of Ukraine in their mind began 14 or so days ago. But in truth, thanks to Caleb Mopan and the Center for Political Innovation in America, we know that the war on the Ukraine began not by a Russian incursion into the country and not 14 days ago, but all of eight years ago, although the number 14 is important. 14,000 Ukrainians were slaughtered by the Ukrainian armed forces and their advance guard, the ultra-nationalist and even neo-Nazi forces that were right on the front line doing the killing. But nobody wanted to know about those Ukrainians. They were the wrong type of Ukrainians just like the Yemenis and the Palestinians are the wrong type of victims. We see through this fog of hypocrisy, and we do our best to dispel it. The clarity of our vision and the clarity of how we express it will be crucial in the months and years to come. I just want to say one more thing before wishing you well in the rest of your conference. The Workers' Party of Britain does what it says on the tin. It doesn't imagine a country uh, that we might live in. It doesn't imagine an elsewhere that we can be. It starts from the material reality that we are British workers living and working in Britain. It starts from the material reality that if we are going to change Britain, we need to change the minds of British people. And that will not be achieved by a kind of traditional ultra-left self-hatred of our own people, of our own culture, of our own land. That's no way forward. It might make people feel good. It might make them feel virtuous, but it is no direction home. The only direction home for us is to change our own people. And that means accentuating the fact that we are part of them. We are their sons. We are their daughters. We are living the lives that they are living and as the gas prices rocket and as the commodity crisis intensifies and the financial crisis coming up fast behind hits again like a hammer blow to the living standards of the people of America. The Center for Political Innovation 
will become very much more important than it is now. And your role in founding and building it will be writing itself into history. In the end, you know, it's only the workers that are the real patriots. The others have other lands. They have other flags. They worship the color of money, not the multicolored population of their own country. We, on the other hand, have nowhere else to go. We must make a better America, a better Britain. And that way, we are clear about. As Rosa Luxemburg a hundred years ago said, the future is socialism or barbarism. And it's our task to persuade our compatriots of that. A salute to you all, comrades and friends. I wish your conference all the best. And I hope one day to meet with you in person. Thank you very much for allowing me this moment or two of your time.